Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Forever. Dog. People are disappearing. Will Maggie be next? This week on the podcast. Joyce Carol Thomas's Journey. Welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA Pulp Fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And today we are discussing Journey by Joyce Carol Thomas. Not I keep Joyce thinking Carol Joyce Carol Oates. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I went to search it, I was like, not Oates, not Oates, not, not Oates. Oates. Ugh. Um, this was written in, what, late 70s? Mm-hmm. That's what the cover looks like anyway. Yeah, it does. Um, um, let me pull up Goodreads. A rare entry by... A black woman of the time. Yeah. Yeah. With a, a black female protagonist. Um, let's see. Journey, Joyce. I've got that. All right. So. Uh, Scholastic. 88. Never mind. Oh, wow. Year it's I was that born. Art looks much more 70s than 88. Well, and didn't it kind of feel. It felt more older? 70s. Yeah. I wonder if that's just like the scholastic printing. Maybe. Um, I'm looking here. Book details. Eighty-eight. No, October fourth, nineteen eighty-eight. Lindsay, this is twenty days before I was born. Wow. <laughs> wow. And it's a book about a baby at first. Oh, like me, a baby. <laughs> like when you were baby, me. Dude, I loved that first chapter. I was so sad when the spider died. I was too. I loved the spider's real relationship the spider. with the baby. I know. This was a really good book. It was really good. It was really different. Mm-hmm. So lyrical and poetic. I was just gonna um, say poetic. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike, I was not clear on what was happening sometimes, but that's okay. Yeah, it was sort of like the plot was almost beside the point. Yeah. It was about the message. Mm -hmm. A very uh, get out kind of plot. Mm-hmm. In that mm -hmm. like people in this were like three old men are paying a doctor to kidnap black teenagers. No, and but harvest the old men, organs. Lindsay, are black. Some of them were. I don't know if all of them were. What was their relationship, those three old men? Roommates. Shitty mm. roommates. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, like Spellman was black. Evil Burton Ernie vibe. Yes. And then possibly the other two were 
white though. Unclear. 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 But Spellman was the description, it just was like white hair. Whereas like Spellman, I for sure clocked a description of his coloring. Yeah. But I did like kind of this idea of these spiteful old people that Mm -hmm. hate young people for just simply the fact that they are young and want to steal that from them. What fucking like I this is what I respected. And I've said this before about other authors. When you don't sweat the details. Joyce was I don't like, need to know the science. She was like, I'm not going to do research on this, guys. I am just going <laughs> to tell you that there's these old people who are hiring this doctor to take the youth of these people in this facility. Yeah, it's basically science fiction. Yeah. Because it's it's about transplant, but really it's like they're they're harvesting the energy of these kids. Yeah, yeah. But really um, good, really like just beautiful writing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, messaging. I liked Maggie too. I loved Maggie. I loved her parents. I loved her parents. Her parents going in at the end and just like kicking ass. Yeah, to save, I loved like, that. Like one of the few books where the parents are not only like involved in their kids' lives, but paying attention to what's going on, not downplaying the danger ever and show up at the end to save the day that never unheard of in this genre i i really loved kind of the dual messaging of this like both like to kids of being like you know your parents for the most part you know your parents are here to help you and like you'd be surprised at like what they'll forgive you for you know, it's like that thing of like parents being like, hey, you can text me and just say this, like, say, like, can you come pick me up and I'll do it. Mm-hmm. No questions asked. And like, you don't even mm-hmm. have to tell me so as long as you try like that. That creates trust. And then the same thing for parents that might be reading this. That's like, you know, like cut your kids some slack and believe mm-hmm. them because like that's that is how you can like get through to your kids. I like. Yeah. That. And and there are multiple portrayals of different kinds of parents so it's a very nuanced yeah take like some of the parents are shitty the teacher all of meggie's teachers teachers are shitty but her mom is also a teacher and she's not shitty no and she's not shitty so there are multiple portrayals of teachers in that way um i will say i think that meggie's parents were being way too generous (laughs) to the behavior of the teachers okay because those teachers i was like I'm glad you punched that man in the face. Oh my God. They were awful. When truly for, for Mr. Spellman Mm -hmm. and like, I wanted what's her face to get it. That woman teacher. Oh my God. She is just fully racist, fully racist. And like, okay, this is the other thing. Like when the mom, when the mom of Maggie goes to like garden with her, I was like, you don't need to help that woman. You don't need to be involved with that woman. She's not, she's a horrible woman. And like when she just starts like insulting and saying that like Maggie is sloppy and Blount. like that's the woman's name, Blount Miss Blount, Miss Blount with a B. Blount, Blount. I was like, yeah, she started calling Maggie sloppy. Like she she starts talking about like the inherent respect of like your appearance, and it's so pointed. Yeah, towards specifically black kids' appearances, like their hair and their fashion. Mm-hmm. Like Maggie's mom calls this kid's Afro art, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um, or maybe it actually might not have no, been Matthew. It, it was a kid with a purple mohawk. Never mind. Right? I was getting yeah, it was not Afro. It was it was. Yeah, mohawk. I was thinking about the brothers growing their hair out, and it like first 
first Miss Blount like appreciated the length of their hair. And then as soon as it went past a point, she's like, well, I never. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it was like a combination of like both racism and like hatred for the new generation. And like, because like when she sees this guy, I-, I did love like when she sees this guy's, is it pink or purple? Purple. Um, I think purple. Purple mohawk. This it's like this like um like punk type kid that's like mm-hmm. going by on his bike or or skateboard or I don't think it's a skateboard something, and um, Miss Blount is like oh look like look at that that's disgusting blah 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 he probably like smokes dope and killed elderly people, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Maggie's mom is like that's beautiful art like mm-hmm. I did like that there was variation and nuance in how the even though they were the i'm gonna were portrayed yeah I'm, I'm about to throw back bingo card some of the teachers were a little dickensian grotesque mm-hmm. i will say mm-hmm. blount and spellman were like <laughs> they like, were caricatures in a sense but also a true living person well i've had teachers be completely horrible like Mm-hmm. It's so funny. And I was talking Teachers about this are some s- of the worst people there are. <laughs> well, like, and they're also heroes, but there are, you know, there are heroes. a varied, there's a varied spectrum of the kind of personality that, that becomes a teacher. Yes. And many of those people, not, not, I wouldn't even say most, just many. There are many people that I'm like, you have no business being a teacher. You don't like children. You just want authority. It's like the person yeah. that like, it's, it's like the same, the same kind of person that wants to be a cop. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of the people who it's not as universal, I don't think, because I don't think becoming a teacher, becoming a cop, I think like it just inherently is a corrupting. No, I'm just saying act. for those people that shouldn't be teachers. Yes. Yeah. Like I wouldn't say anybody who wants to be a teacher shouldn't be a teacher. Like I would say anybody who wants to be a cop shouldn't be a cop. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. some people should not be teachers. Well, it's like, why do you want to be a teacher? Is it that you like kids? You want to like you want to help like them grow and right blossom or you just couldn't think of something else to do instead okay i'm about to say something that might get me canceled (laughs) i'm about to do it i'm gonna say that if you and and this is weird so i i like right like that you help uh you know you help shape how a child's life is gonna go and like that's really cool Mm -hmm. um but if you go into it thinking i want to shape tomorrow's youth or like change the generations like to me that i'm like for some reason i'm like that's kind of hubrisy like i'm like you there are I certain think it really depends i think that there are some people who can have that thought and it is truly altruistic but i think that there are some people who well it just seems self-important thing. yeah like i'm sure there are people that are like oh my god like it's so cool to see these kids grow and to like see them it, it's just different. I just, I just think in every profession, there are bad people. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I do think, though, that the teaching profession can attract some particularly heinous yes. individuals. Well, like I was talking to get my sister. off on control. Yes. Yes. I was talking to my sister about this and we were both saying like so many people are like, wow, I can point to this one teacher who just like really changed my life. It's such a wonderful teacher, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And like so many people have this. And both of us were like, not one, <laughs> not one of our teachers were. I had some teachers who I really liked. 
Yeah. But no one where I was like, they changed life. Yeah. And like, my mom's a teacher. My mom's a teacher. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, I think that there are those people that exist. They were not in my, but like literally my sister had a teacher who like created fake history. I'm not shitting you. Like he was their history teacher. They didn't have tests. They didn't have homework. They would just sit there and he would just wax poetic about what he thought <gasps> that the was world my was. history teacher in junior high. Really? And he used to call it bird walking. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I don't know. It was like going off on tangents. He'd be like hop from place to place. <laughs> kind of a thing. I don't know. I, I How like fucking full of yourself. But he truly like there were I don't remember having a single fucking homework assignment. <laughs> I don't remember a single test. I had this man for two years. <laughs> The only thing I remember is sitting in class writing the word rain over and over again oh, on yes, a piece of paper yeah. as like mm-hmm. a way to pass the time. And everybody thought that I thought I was a witch. <laughs> I, was I trying to make it rain? Yes. Did I think I had that power? No. Did I hope I had that power? Yes. That's everybody though. That's a, but but like what? literally this teacher that my sister had, mm-hmm. like his version of history was that humans developed agriculture because they were doing too much cannibalism and they were starting to run out of people to eat. <laughs> <laughs> and this I was in like 10th grade. <laughs> don't remember. For me, it was 8th and ninth grade. I don't remember this teacher. I guess I won't say his name. Um, I don't remember this teacher fully making up history, but he would like give his opinions on it to the point where it's like, well, we don't know that. <laughs> is why that happened kind mm. of a thing like i don't know if he was making up like cannibalism <laughs> stories but it would be like the only other memory i have is i was reading christopher pike's the wicked heart mm-hmm. and and it just so happened that we started talking and frankly christopher pike's the wicked heart is where i learned about japanese internment camps first yeah i believe we barely so, learned about it in school yeah f- shameful um but I was barely learning about it because this guy was my history teacher at the time. But so it came up in class and he was talking about this and he went around the room and he had everybody say like, as if you were president, how would you explain, how would you justify the Japanese internment camps? Why would he have you be doing this? It's like a thought experiment. I actually would like defend this particular day <laughs> or this particular thing he was trying to teach. Right. He was trying to teach more of a like, that was the, no, I read People's History of the United States in high school. Never mind. I was going to say he assigned that as reading, but he didn't. But it was more of a that kind of a thing. Like, he was trying to make us examine. Right. Like, why would you? Why like, why we did it. And, like, what what the reasoning. So, he was going around. And he was like, I want you to say, like, if you were president, how would you explain to the American people why we need Japanese internment camps? And everybody in the class said, oh, because they might be spies. Mm. and he was like no next <laughs> and he got to me and all i did was like copy what i had learned from the wicked heart and i said uh for their own protection mm. i sell it as a public good yeah for them a yeah. good thing for them yeah and he was like yes that is what happened you're president now oh Lindsay, the president maybe this is why you defend this uh this, this day <laughs> well i was defending i defended it because he was teaching that it was a evil thing to yeah, have done yeah yeah so he and was like, teaching it yeah. correctly he was teaching us how to think about our own government he was yeah. giving he was like trying to bring about our critical thinking skills so that's why mm-hmm. i would like defend this particular that like 
aspect of his well, yeah, brain. And also, like, it teaches you to examine when someone gives you reasoning like that to be like, exactly. Mm, what's exactly. that really about? Mm-hmm. He was like, actually, the way that it got sold to people was this, which was a lie. And yet right. the Supreme Court upheld it. He was like, he was talking about the, like, truth, the progressive right. truth of it. Right. So good on him for that. But like generally this man taught nothing. <laughs> it was things like that every day. It's like, okay, but where's the as- assignment yeah, around this? Like, but what are we doing here? And why am I just like writing the word rain over and over again on a piece of paper? Ugh. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I just yeah. feel like a lot of times people have this like very cultish. Hmm. How do I describe it? So he was trying to be like a cult leader. He was a weirdo. I w- yeah. we were all sort of sure that like maybe don't end up in an office alone with his right. Man, right, 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 right. Just in case. <laughs> right. Well, there's also like any time. I am, and this is why this kind of shit doesn't work for me. Anytime someone is touted as some kind of guru or like, and, and this happens a lot when I go to like acting schools, mm, where they're like, so oh my really God. Really bad around acting schools. The yeah. founder of the school is here. Oh my God. Like everything he says, get out your notebooks. Everything he says is golden. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I just see that person. I'm like, okay, you're just a person. Like truly wow me, please. Cause I, I have never, I truly have never in my life, now that I think about it, maybe this is why I didn't really like, I have problems with authority, (laughs) but like, I don't think I've ever listened to someone talk that called themselves an authority on something and was like trying to like, you know, you know how you can tell when they're like trying to amass a following, basically, like Mm -hmm. they're trying to get like this like tittering group of like people that like eat up everything they say. You can see that really easily. And like, Whenever I sense that I'm not like I I physically cannot like take what they say without a grain of salt. And like I've never heard someone speak and been like, oh, my God, like this person is so wise and I want them to counsel me. And charismatic. Yeah. I want them to teach me how to live. Because like exactly like I've Mm -hmm. talked to people that I've been. Here's the thing. I've talked to people, had conversations with people and been like oh man, like I really like that person. They're really smart and funny and I value their opinions. And of course I would seek advice from them and like all that. But I don't ever- I've never felt enthralled by Yes, <laughs> Yes. Me neither. <laughs> I felt like obsessed with someone, but that's like as a peer, not like as someone that's, you know, like like the power de- of like, oh, this wise person, like teach me, blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't know. And, yeah, and- I've never felt, that way about anyone right and that kind of behavior or like 
I don't know, the way that that kind of person carries themselves, to me, it's so obvious what they're doing. But that's only because like, maybe it's just because I did a lot of acting classes or something where like you see that kind of person a lot and so you can recognize it and be like, and and I just always had problems with authority. So I'm also not the type of person that would fall under the thrall of somebody. And I'm not saying that that's good because like many people have criticized me for my inability to uh, like follow orders and like I I have really bad problems with like if someone tells me to do something and I think it's a bad idea or I think it's not the right way to do it I'm like I'm not gonna fucking do that mm-hmm. and that's maybe not good but I've talked about my involvement with Scientology and how it's like I <laughs> it's like <laughs> I have the kind of personality that like desperately wants to be in a cult but when I get to the cult I'm like oh goodness this is a cult yeah um, it's what is it My it's t- um i'm gonna quote a line from a julia jacklin song <laughs> uh when pleasure kicks in my uh educ or no when pleasure kicks in my education creeps in and it's like you can't <laughs> not your your brain won't let you be a cult member <laughs> yeah <laughs> even though you want to yeah and i i'll like i t- i've told Sometimes when I've told people about my experience in Scientology and how like how I like realized like uh, all right this is the final straw I gotta get out of here mm-hmm. because that's bullshit mm-hmm. and I've had like particularly when I told this story like when I was like much younger and I was telling it like to an adult they would mm-hmm. be like uh, like congratulate me on like being smart enough to like know better or get get myself out of there mm-hmm. um i think if i told the stories of 40 year old people would be like yeah okay <laughs> yeah yeah um but when i told it as a younger person people oh wow we're so mature so mature to have known to like not get wrapped up in it and i'm like i don't really feel like i can take credit for it i think yeah. i'm lucky in that i have never been enthralled to somebody yeah because i, I understand yeah. because i don't want to I guess victim blame people who get involved in a cult and it's right, like well, you right, should have right. known better it's like well yeah literally everyone should know better about a lot of things yeah I think I just I maybe it was the way I was raised but yeah I've never felt that kind of worship of somebody yeah yeah and I and I think like when people say so so this is gonna be uh, hmm, how do I put it I I don't like when people are like um I'm not the type of person that could ever get involved in a cult because like I'm too smart. Like that's not yeah. I don't think it's about smartness. Not it's not about, about smartness. It. Yes. I just it's, think it's I about was like lucky personality enough. type yeah. too. Like it's just that I happen to find the type of structure and like um like false creations of like like false definitions of power and hierarchy. I find that repulsive personally and that's just like that's not good or bad that's just part of my personality um and i don't think that that makes me smarter or dumber or anything it's just different like i just Mm -hmm. i do not thrive in that kind of thing like i'm like i don't want to have to like show reverence to you or like any kind and i'm not even saying reverence as in like like old like 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 religious even i'm saying like I don't want to have to show respect to someone that I don't think deserves it. And like a lot of times with cults, it's like everyone's like, oh, well, this person is so amazing. So like we should all respect them. I'm like, I can't. 
sorry, you're just another person. Like I, I have no thoughts or feelings about you. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't make me better or worse. It's just like, that's, I have plenty of other like things about me that get me into other kinds of shenanigans. Yeah. It's and like that, and I think it's it's yeah. dangerous if you go, oh, you're too smart for that. A no, lot of it's smart not about people smart. can get taken in. Yes, it's dangerous yes. to think that your smarts can protect you from something like that. Yeah, because the second you think it's about that, then the cognitive dissonance will set in, and yeah. you will become susceptible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like I'm. It, it's 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 because because I have things that get me into other kinds of mm, pickles <laughs> that are non-culty that like a person that would get sucked into a cult wouldn't get sucked into mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah like i can get kind of like lost in not aimlessness but like feeling unmoored but that's because i choose to live a life without structure does that make sense versus someone that like so. chooses yeah. something with more structure and the trappings of that kind of choice are its own thing. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. But all I'm saying is that you're not better or worse for like falling yeah, into I'm a not, cult. I it's just like, different. Yeah, it's not something I can even take credit for. It's just like I'm lucky that right. I don't feel that way about people. Right, exactly. It, I'm, it's just like, oh, I'm lucky that it didn't work on me. Yeah. For some reason. Kind of the same way it's like, well, I'm lucky that I was just like raised in an environment to believe in like science and progressive ideals and like roll of the mm -hmm. dice i could have been raised by some dum-dums and grow mm -hmm. up to be a dum-dum too some like right-wing dum-dums oh my god speaking of dum-dums this is another tangent and i'll make it quick have you been watching <laughs> milf manor <laughs> no what oh my god there Lindsay. is such a show Lindsay. oh my goodness i it <laughs> wow this show should be illegal <laughs> like literally should be illegal. Do you care? Can I tell you the twist? Go ahead. Okay. So there's all these MILFs, right? And they're like, I want to date like younger men. And like, I like being an older woman. <sighs> and <laughs> um, so they go and they're like in MILF Manor, <laughs> which is a <laughs> resort in La Paz, Mexico. Uh -huh. And they're like, oh my God. Yay. And they're like, we're going to meet the young guys. Oh my God. I can't wait. So they're like all looking. They unveil the young guys. And then they're like, oh my God, look at how hot. Oh my God, that's my son. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. It gets worse. It gets no. worse. It gets worse. It gets worse. Okay, okay, okay. Literally so, MILF. <laughs> yes, manor. literally MILF manner. Yeah, so it's literally. mothers and sons. Mothers and that's sons. Horrifying. Okay, but it gets worse. Uh -huh. So the moms and the sons have to share their room. Oh, this is so cruel. The okay. they're truly yucking people's yum on this show. My goodness, I know. Well, and it's like okay, it gets worse. So, the, so the the sons are all like in their twenties, except one son is twenty, which I'm like ew. The moms are all like sixty, fifty <gasps> that age. <sighs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then, so at the so they had to do a challenge in episode one. So there's only been one episode out. They had to do a challenge where the moms had to be blindfolded. The boys had to line up. No shirts. <laughs> this is cruel. This is and torture. The moms, mo and then the moms had to feel the abs of all the boys. <gasps> no! And say which one was theirs? Yes! And then no! whoever's fat... <laughs> 
This is ever disgusting. Seen. And then <laughs> this is disgusting. This is fucked. This is so and then fucked. Whoever is fastest gets to pick the room that they share with their son no! first. No. <laughs> it gets worse. So what is this show on? <laughs> TLC, but it's on oh Discovery. Oh my god. You David need to watch Zaslav it. Is you need this over. You need to watch it. You need to watch uh, it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so throwing up. Next week's episode. Next week's episode is. I haven't seen it obviously because it hasn't come out. So you guys will know our recording schedule from this. Um, because I was, I'm assuming all of you guys have been watching Milf Manor this entire time. Um, uh, uh, so also like everyone's like oh this is a little weird but like i'm going for it because like these sons are so hot and like the sons are like this is weird but like these moms are oh so hot god this yeah. is fucked so then next week the challenge this that they have so to do this so disgusting to me that i forgot that my baby was sleeping in the other room <laughs> and you screamed <laughs> yes okay 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 well just wait because next week the moms are going to be um on laying down on massage tables no Face down. No. Topless. <laughs> blindfolded. The no. sons no. are going to be blindfolded. No. And then they're gonna like no. rotate I giving massages. Your mom. <laughs> Is this every challenge? <laughs> and I think that the moms have to figure out, or the sons have to figure out, someone has to figure out who's which son is massaging me. Oh my fucking god. But it's like rotating. So like they do it for two minutes and then they change. <sighs> And both are blindfolded, so you can't tell if you're if you're massaging your mom or if you're being massaged by your son. Oh my god! <laughs> the show must be stopped. <laughs> it's so it should be illegal. Everybody David should be Zaslav arrested. Has removed Infinity Train from HBO Max. He canceled Milf Mates. Manor. He has done this in the name of Milf Manor. <laughs> this man is my enemy. I've been watching it, dude. It's so. It's truly disgusting. Um, there's also a villain already, and her name is Kelly. Can you believe it? Uh, and she spells it. Can you get ready for this? K E L L E. Okay, Kelly. Uh -huh. She's like a super like fit, tall white lady with like big, 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 big giant fake titties, and sure. like super blonde hair that's like up in like a thing. Mm -hmm. And yeah, she's the evil one. She already tried to hook up with. Uh, a guy, one of the sons, and then her own son cock blocked her because he was like, this is weird. <laughs> Stop. And a lot of things are weird, sir. Yeah, a lot, a lot. Because also like he himself was looking at some of the other moms. <sighs> and then Kelly, like, so everyone hates Kelly. So she grabbed the son of one of the people and then like walked up to the mom of the son and is like, ooh, I'm all up on your son. Da -da -da -da. Isn't that gross? Fucking disgusting. <laughs> also, there's no the hosts in sight. There's disgusting. no one. There's yeah, no one running. No one agreed to do it. There's just moms and sons in this resort on lockdown of some kind doing these things. Wow. Yeah, there's literally no hosts. There's no one. And um, except, okay. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. So, you know, like, uh, what's it called? Like, um, chances are that someone involved in this is just going to be the one like kind of good person that like didn't understand what the show was and like got really confused. So um, they also like didn't know that 
they don't neither the sons nor the moms knew that the sons or moms were going to be there like they thought it was like a simultaneous dating show right separately and it would right yeah so they didn't know that they the dating pool would be their son in it. their sons <laughs> why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them with royal caribbean you don't just go to the beach you visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in north america you don't just go for a road trip you atv and zip line through the jungle you don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. But there's this one woman who goes on the show and she's she's like and and this is the other thing like I actually really hate when people talk shit about plastic surgery. I'm like do whatever it is you want to do with your body. I think that's great. Blah, blah. Mm -hmm. That being said, like she is the one of all of them that like she's just this lady from Jersey. Like she who, needs to be stopped. <laughs> huh? She needs to be stopped or you're no, just no, no, saying she, she hasn't done anything. She, oh, okay, okay. Okay. So this lady, she's from Jersey. She came to LA. Um her daughter died last year, her like 27 year old daughter. And she's like, it's really hard. Like I'm trying to move forward with my life and I'm like looking for distractions, but like, it's just, I don't. Oh God, that's so sad. And I know. She and she's like crying. up here. Yeah, so she's crying. Yeah. So she's crying. And she's like, I'm just trying to do something for me. And like, people oh are telling God. me I should do this. And like, I, I'm just trying to get out there. It's just really hard. Cause she was like my best friend. She was the one I would talk to about dating. And it was really, really sad and really hard for me. And then she finds out that her own fucking son is in the dating pool. Like, I was like, get this lady out of here. And then she goes like, she, she's talking to people. She's like, I feel really out of place. I just feel like I look really different from all the other moms here. And like, I'm like, someone needs to save this woman. Yeah. And, and she get her ended out. up here by accident. <laughs> and she's so beautiful. And she like seems like, I, don't, I was like, oh my God, this poor woman. Like, she didn't know what this was going to be. Whereas like some of the other moms are like, oh my God, my son is here. <laughs> Crazy. Let's talk to some of these hot guys. Uh, like, it is wild. Uh, I can't wait for the next episode. <laughs> I'll, I'll update you as the challenges go on. Oh my God. <laughs> Fucking nightmare. <laughs> and I only heard about it because people were tweeting about it and they were like, this show is evil. <laughs> and I was like, I got to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and I did, and I was like, "Wow, this is evil." Um, speaking of evil, yeah, let's get to the book. Hilaria Baldwin. <laughs> oh my god, Hilaria making that statement in front of the press about leaving She's her like, kids alone. Still my children's Spanish accent. <gasps> oh my god, I was like, "Girl!" Uh, and then also, did you see the video of like Alec Baldwin um, on his Instagram? I think it was on his grid, not even on stories. Um, he's like begging the audience, like, please follow Hilaria, my wife. She wants a million followers for her birthday. <gasps> sad. And he literally like looks <laughs> like he's unspeakably sad. He's like in a dark room. Like he looks like he hasn't slept. Like I She's, and I know like, that keeping him in there. <laughs> yeah, it seems like she forced him to do this. Like at knife point. Like there's a knife at his back, and he's like 
not that I say we should feel sorry for Alec Baldwin. Like, I think he's not a great person, but like. Yeah, he's got problems. But I don't think it was he's just, quite as evil as, as people believe, but. Yeah. I don't know. He reminds me of my dad. He's got some of my dad's issues. It's just really funny to me that he's like begging people to follow mm-hmm. his wife on. And they have nine kids. Is that how many they have? Nine? Seven. My friend Seven. Scott posted about. Or Scott Gardner, friend of the podcast, um, ah. posted about the number. She's had like three or four different podcast attempts. Oh, yeah. One she with has Dr. Recently. Oz's daughter. Yeah. And this one, one is about like women called, lifting like, each other what's up. What's one more? Oh, no. Uh-huh. What's one more? Uh-huh. As in child. Did you hear I about think. the... Did you read the like description of her most recent podcast attempt? No. Okay. It has like one star on iTunes. Which is crazy. Wow. Um, and it's <laughs> about like. We all know about her fake accent now. I know. And it's about like women lifting each other up and not tearing each other down because we can be our biggest adversaries and our biggest supporters. And I'm oh like, what are you God. doing, Hilaria? You're just pissed. I'm not going to fucking call you Hilaria anymore. Yeah, Hillary. Hillary. Like, you, you, like, what are you talking about? Like, you just are mad that like people. And mostly women, I guess, because they're the ones who follow pop culture stuff about you. Caught that you are pretending you're fucking you're Spanish and it's still fucking happening. Fucking con artist. You conned Alec Baldwin into marrying you. <laughs> and you now you're like, please farming children. Their, please don't <laughs> please talk report to my children. I'm just taking my children to school. And I'm like, stop. You're not. Stop, uh, stop, how you stop. say cucumber? How you say cucumber? Hillary, stop. Hillary. Hillary, get a grip. Like, Someone should fucking shake her. Like, I would grab her and fucking <laughs> shake her and be like, Stop. This woman has no true friends. None. None. Because, I mean, what? Somebody okay. needs to talk some sense into her. She's cracked. Yeah, right? Like, someone needs to take her aside and be like, Hillary. Enough. Enough. The world enough. knows. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows. Like, it's out there. So maybe if you just stop You can, doing like, eventually that. turn this around. Yeah, like literally all she has to say, I think, is like, yeah, I just like really like Spain. <laughs> and like, I wish that I was from there. And uh, like, you and Gwen Stefani can start a little club together. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe like Rachel Dolezal. Yeah. <laughs> and who else is doing this? There's somebody else doing something like I don't think they've been outed yet. I know that we know some people that are doing shit like that and aren't and are getting celebrated still on Twitter. I'm <gasps> not gonna name names. We need to talk about this offline because I don't really know who we mean. Put it in the oh, chat. I just no 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 no. You and I have talked. It's oh, in general. In other things. Okay. In yes. um, general. Other ways. I'm, not no one specifically knew. culture. No no no. Not okay. no one knew. No one knew. No one. Yes, I see. I see. I see. I see. But you know, I mean, it's it's out there. It's rampant. And the thing is, is that. All of it will eventually come back to bite you in the booty if you lie mm-hmm. about shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like people who've lied about being at 9-11. Mm-hmm. Or George Santos. George Santos. Or what was that one comedian that like got canceled because he said he was there? Yeah, I don't remember his name. He was in stuff. No longer. He's persona non grata. Brian Williams. What would you do? Yes, Brian Williams. When he was mm-hmm. like, I was shot at in a helicopter. Mm-hmm. What would you do? What would you do if you found out today? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's pretend. Let's let's say it's okay. not Mike. It's not Mike. It's okay. you've been with someone. 
Okay. Let's say. You've been with your significant other. Yeah, totally it's not a my, hypothetical. Okay. Yeah, totally hypothetical. Let's say. You've been with this person um, for, let's say, four years. Mm-hmm. And it's been going great. And you guys just moved in together. Oh, my God. Great. Love it. And we'll make it a little more complicated. He tells you. He tells you. He's like, I am, you know, uh, things are going really well with us. And like, I really love you. And I want to marry you. And, and like, so far, you're like, yes, I feel the same. I love it. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Everything you know about him. And then he's like, I just need to come clean because like I need to make a confession. So you know how I told you that I was at 9-11. Like I was in New York. And you're like, yeah. Because you were and at 9-11. Because you were in 9-11 like that. Like we talked about that mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. early on. And here's another caveat. He has not gotten any career advancement or anything, anything like that. Okay. It's just that he gets like free coffee at the coffee shop you guys go to. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh it's a chain one it's not okay. it's a starbucks it's a starbucks okay. yeah, yeah, yeah it's not like a mom it's pop. not like some yeah okay so he's this not is stealing really... from the mouths of hard-working individuals right and he's like i was not in 9-11 i just made that up the night we met because like i wanted to impress you and i just freaked out and like picked something and i had to stick to it and uh but also, like, he's been telling other people. Like, everyone knows that he mm-hmm. survived 9-11. Let's say, actually, he didn't make it up the night that you went out. It was just, like, he... He's been saying this. He's been saying it. And he's okay. like, but I just want you to know, like, you cannot tell anybody. And I'm not asking you to perpetrate fraud okay. with me. I just, like, want you to know and, so like... you are. <laughs> <laughs> because I so, can't tell anybody. Right. Like, what do you do? I would, f- I would forgive him as long as he is willing to stop saying it. He's like, I can't stop saying it. Everyone knows that everyone thinks I. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, Lindsay, I would never ask you to like say the words that he is. He was in 9-11. But like (laughs) if someone says, oh, hey, you're the guy that was in 9-11. Like I can't correct them. You cannot correct them. And I'm going to say yes. We have a But like he's like, I'll buy you a car every time. (laughs) No, (laughs) I'll buy you a ring. He's very rich. He's very rich. Every time. Mm. Um, no, I can't live like that. (laughs) And it changes who this person is. It changes who they are. It changes who I know them to be. Not that it fundamentally changes them not having been in 9-11, but them wanting to continue lying about it. Not even just making it up, wanting to continue lying about it, even after coming clean to me. No. Okay, he's like, he's like, I... Because also, the moment how I met is you, he so rich? I don't trust how he's made his money. <laughs> oh, he... um, a, An uncle died and gave him all his money. It's blood money somehow. Somehow, yeah. Okay, so he... When he married... Or not... When he met you, like, you inspired him to become a more honest person. And he's been wrestling with this. He's like, oh my God, like, she makes me want to be better. And he's like, Lindsay, like, <laughs> I... I don't want to lie about this anymore, but there's no way out. Like, I will be ruined if people know that I lied about being in 9-11. I will be ruined. You can't ask me to do that. Please, please, Lindsay, please. Mm. I'm telling you this because I love you and because I trust you and I want to change. Maybe I could donate money to something. I don't know. But like, don't make me tell. Okay, but you can't keep taking that coffee. (laughs) You can't. You can't keep talking. If somebody else brings it up, fine. But you cannot keep bringing it up to people. (laughs) And you have to stop taking that coffee. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. Mm -hmm. 
And I think I think what you do is maybe slow. He sounds genuinely contrite, okay? And I love him. Yeah, yeah you do love him. What I am I supposed maybe, to do? I think maybe what you do uh-huh. is you say like, okay, and you're like, I do forgive you. But your eyes are open now and yeah. you're looking for other red flags. You know, you're like, okay, yeah, well, what else? Because like, thing. it can't also, just be this. <laughs> yeah, it's it never it, just. It's, it's never just lying about being a 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> It's never just mm. lying about being a 9-11. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that what cool. you would do? Mm. I think I would have a really hard time not like insulting him. Like, because my first reaction would be like, that is fucking psychotic. Like that you would lie about that. That is like, there's something fucking wrong with you that you need the stolen valor that badly. And it would mm-hmm. really, he'd really have to talk me down from that and be like, no, like, that was when I was like, like, let's imagine in this world, right, that like we met when we were like 24 and then we were 28 when he's like wanting to propose or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like he had come up with that lie when he was like 18 or something. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it would have to be such a perfect th- sequence of events where he's like. I was a stupid idiot kid when I made this thing and it became way too big. And I don't, I mean, I think I would still probably end up breaking up eventually because like we said, it's never just lying about Mm -hmm, mm 9-11. It's because there's going to be other shit going on. Yeah. Like that documentary about the woman who. Oh, I never watched it. Was it good? Very good. Very good. What is it called? I want to say the woman who wasn't there, but yes, that might not even be it. It is. It is that. It's oh, okay. the woman who wasn't there. Okay. I need to watch that. I'll watch it's that later good. today. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That is it. It okay. is so. Is it sad? I'm so sad for the people she lied to. Really? Yeah. Because oh. she didn't just. I mean, she started. She set herself up as a fundraiser for for victims and survivors. Oh, no. And, and then was like not was being shady and like trying to insist on being the leader and like it, no it's no, just no, no. i don't oh, remember no. a ton of details anymore but it's just so the lies on lies on lies yeah so yeah. sad i just hmm i was thinking about this this is tangent city here i was thinking about this like with yeah, I don't regards know why we're so to tangenty this episode but i don't know it's because this is the only time we get to talk i know I know, and it's the curse of we liked the book. We liked the book, which we'll talk about it in a second. But I want to say, I want to talk about this. um, Yeah, this thought. So I was thinking about a couple things. One, and I think these are similar, and you'll see why. Like lying about something like nine eleven, like predicating your entire life on stolen valor or like a fake lie or whatever. And I guess this just goes to show that people are different. Or like being a Justin Roiland type who like you have these skeletons in your closet of that you were uh, soliciting young women, specifically Mm -hmm. teenage girls, Uh, not even soliciting that you were sending sexually inappropriate comments to them. Uh If you knew that you did some morally reprehensible shit like that in your past, how are you not and not and not even speaking about the like guilt, right? Because the guilt would get me. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, the fucking paranoia every fucking day, every time the phone rings, every mm-hmm. time you get an email, anything. It's like, dude, my fucking secret of how fucked up I am is going to fucking come out any moment. How do I avoid that? Well, it's probably part of what made him such like a shitty person to deal with. 
Yeah. Is he was like a mess. Yes. Yes. Just and like, I would say he generally has problems. I'm yeah. sure part of it was the when am I going to get called outness? Yeah. And I think also it's a snake eating own tail of alcohol, like deep seated alcoholism, yeah. where it's like you keep drinking and continuing with this alcoholism because you have this addiction that's fueled by your need to escape from things that you did while you were fucking drunk. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. So that's that's tough. But I would true I mean, I would really and I'm not saying that these people deserve sympathy. I'm saying how do you fucking do it, man? Like I I feel paranoid that someone's gonna be like, hey Kelly, like that time that you like didn't let someone over in a lane. This is not something I, I actually pretty much always let people over in lanes. But you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the littlest thing, I'm like, oh my God, I like really hurt someone. But they're like, what if they like hate me forever because of it and like tell everyone I'm evil? Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine doing something actually reprehensible and being able to continue living. I think I would want to, I would feel the need to get out in front of, or what? Get, yeah, I would like want it out I would just come clean as soon as possible and I guess but that's the why thing is, like that kind of like but then why would he ever have done it exactly exactly because if you're the type of person who would want to come clean about something like that you would never lie about serving in the war or you know what I mean like you would never do yeah. something like that because if you truly thought that I don't like yeah but like, like Justin Roiland knew he was doing wrong yeah yeah I mean, for sure he did, because he would say, don't tell anyone about this. Don't take screenshots. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious to like say that and think it's like, that'll do it. Yeah, that'll do it. Pivoting from that, kind of going back towards the people that uh, lie about things and, and kind of cruise off of that. How, and this sounds really mean, but I'm also thinking of that woman. Do you remember that woman that lied her way through, multi, through a, a, a writer's room? claiming that she had served and that her dad had cancer and all this stuff and it turned out all of it was a lie wait say that again so this woman was hired to be in a writer's room for a show oh, yes, that, yes yes about yeah, being yeah, yeah. a veteran yes 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 so people yeah. like that to me yeah. i'm like and, and maybe this is like different types of intelligence and this is like emotional intelligence which is different but like i cannot help but think that people that do that kind of stuff that like lie and lie and I know that they're compulsed to lie because it gets that serotonin of like attention and kind of this Munchausen Z thing but I'm like dude you're so fucking stupid you're so stupid to think that people will believe all of this shit and that no one will like find you out yeah yeah like how stupid do you have to be and maybe it's because I dated a pathological liar who would like be like my mom's dying and then I'd be like after a while, I became such a callous bitch. I'd be like, what evidence? <laughs> I'd be like, what are you talking about? But like, like, how can you be so fucking dumb that you think that like a person, I guess that's just narcissism, right? Because it's like, I'm not even thinking about the fact that you are a person absorbing everything I'm telling you. You're just a source of admiration for me. Yeah. Because like, you're not a person. You're right. A, a button in my brain. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Because if you thought of them as a person, you'd be like, oh, I'm telling them things that are conflicting and not, you know. I wonder if on some level it is partly a need to be found out, like a serial killer. Oh, <laughs> like a catch me if you can kind of like. Yeah, like mm. they're they're waiting. They're, they're like, that's the ultimate high is getting found out. Maybe. And I'm sure there is and kind of like. that's why things just get bigger and bigger. What can I get away like with? Like you said, it's lie. never 
just lying about being a 9-11. What causes that? Like pathological lying? Um, it's either something in people's brains or some like lack in childhood, probably. Yeah, right? Like, like needing, everything. yeah, needing. They didn't um, ever get the validation that they needed as kids. And so now they need like, they need huge yeah. doses of it as an adult. Yeah, as a lay person, yeah, I would guess it's like, never feeling like you're enough mm -hmm. because you were someone communicated to you that you were not and so yeah. you feel the need to be the most everything because i i did used to lie I, you know that i used to lie about shit a lot when i was younger mm -hmm. and that's what it was it was a thing of like i need this person to like well it was two things it was really not thinking of other people as people and then also being like but i need this validation because like exceptionalism is the only way that i get told that i'm okay yeah as i can and, i i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get as what i need just for being me yes exactly exactly just for being me yes because so the I big be step, something bigger yes the big step for me and it really is like when you say just for being me that is exactly it the big step for me in like changing my behavior was like literally making a conscious choice to be like, I think I'm just gonna try and just be me. And if someone doesn't like that, that's okay. But then if someone really does like that, that means more because it's just, it's me. Mm -hmm. And that was really hard to do, but ultimately worth it. And I really hope that people that struggle with that, that need to mythologize, that need to embellish every story, everything like, you can just be you and that's okay. And I, I don't want to be a person that says you are enough because that's not, that's usually, when people say you are enough, a lot of times it feels very main character-y and I mean to be the opposite of it. <laughs> of like, yeah. but it's okay to just be yourself. Like just try it. And the people that love you still, that means so much more. Mm -hmm. Any hoodle. Any hoodle. So, Maggie. This book, I will say like this book, it sounds like a fake fake segue but this book does touch on things like that it does mm -hmm. um it touches on like how parents t treat their children how teachers treat children um yeah yeah it was really good it was really good so like what happens it's if, if we want like a brief plot summary like it can be quite brief because it's when boiled down not that very, much happens yeah. yeah very different um so basically maggie I actually, I was actually really sad when that little boy dies too. So Maggie's in class. Um, well, first we discover oh, that like Alton, spiders. Yeah. Yeah. Alton was great. I know. So like we discover that spiders, she has this affinity with spiders when she's a baby. The spider kind of raises her and then the spider's a tarantula, killed by her Yeah. A tarantula comes into her crib every night and tells her bedtime stories and weaves a web mm -hmm. and teaches her her spider language. And then- the mom discovers the spider and kills the spider. I was so sad. And the spider's like, as it's running, it knows it's going to die. And so it keeps like, like telling her like words of wisdom and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my God. It was, yeah, that was sort of devastating. <laughs> it was really sad. Um, I think I took a screenshot of that whole section. Oh, I just, I also, I loved, I took a screenshot of this because I loved the, phrasing like so the mom is talking bad about spiders 
And the spider hears it and um, she says, no respect, even though we protect the earth from crop eating locusts and disease carrying mosquitoes. I don't mean to brag, but I've been present at all the cataclysmic events in this here old world. Witnessed earthquakes, tornadoes, whirlwinds and typhoons. Of course, I put down my spinning wheel and laid low. What do you think? I get so sick and tired of common folk trying to put their nobody feet on my queenly head. (laughs) Love it. Their nobody feet on my queenly head. Um, I really loved that. I loved that spider. I did too. I hear, so here's where <laughs> she's being chased. Um, bring up the actual page in case there's other stuff I read from it. So abruptly she sat the baby down on the floor and found her weapon, a prior month's life magazine. Smash. You can run, Mrs. Spider, but you just can't hide, Memory Alexander chanted as she lifted the life magazine to issue out death. Maggie, sensing how precious little time was left, spoke to the spider in a sing-song voice like a harp was caught in her throat. So much I wanted to ask you, Mrs. Spider, how to weave the wind into scarlet ribbons. The spider, hearing Maggie, hunkered down, dodging the magazine. Smash. Maggie continued, I want to borrow the watercolor blue from the rainbow to dye my yarn for the colored shawl. Run on, but you cannot hide, the mother repeated. I want to weave a spell in the threads purple as amethyst in autumn. Smash. Run on, but you cannot hide, the mother repeated. How many strings would it take, I wonder, asked Maggie in that music voice. The tarantula moaned, her time running out, answered, five or six. Thinking of all the lessons she had meant to teach the child, she managed to respond, Maggie, get yourself a guitar, a loom of strings, an audible loom. Maggie, be a cute jumping jaywalking woman. Shimmer when you jump, glitter when you walk. The the message echoed in Maggie's ear, smash. You can, from way off, Maggie could hear the spider holler. But whatever you do, Maggie, let nothing, nobody separate you from the light. The mama couldn't understand any of this. Smash, run. But finally, the spider in a beaten voice said, they say babies develop amnesia. You just can't, continued the mother. Smash, hide. But I know better, sighed the spider. The spider's last words were these. When Maggie's smash, searching for the blue piece shawl, reaching to braid the light, smash, she's thinking of me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, oh that's on par God. with some Charlotte's Web tragedy. Yeah, that's so beautiful and so sad. So beautiful. Like, this is truly such a beautifully written book. Yeah. The writing is, like, lush and poetic and insightful and heartbreaking and funny it's kind of creepy too there's and like creepy. it is scary yeah because like so when Maggie, we like smash cut to Maggie is 14 or 15 i think she's 15 um and she's going to school yeah, so. and the teachers are awful like we were saying they're really really mean and this one boy stands up against um the mean old teacher and the he he actually first stands up for Maggie against Mrs. Blount. He's like, how could you mm-hmm. be so mean to her? Like, what is what is with you? And then he gets picked on by Mr. Spellman, who's like this, like, how could you possibly think you could, you're doing this right when you wrote down the formula wrong, you idiot? Mm-hmm. How could you succeed at anything when you wrote down the formula wrong? He's just being so, so cruel. mean. And so the kid freaks out and punches the teacher in the face, gets expelled. And then Maggie's going for a jog in the woods and then sees a body Mm-hmm. And it's the kid who stood up to Mr. Spellman without a fucking head. Mm-hmm. And then she she doesn't know that it's him. So then she looks around and then she finds the head and she's like, oh, my God, it's the, my friend. And I was so bummed out. I know. I liked him a lot. And then her other it's friend. Like not had, Alton. I know. And then her other friend, like the book opens with her going to his funeral. So like there's these kids that are going missing. They're yeah, getting Billy. going missing or dead 
yeah, Billy. Billy was shot, and they think it was like gang violence. It right. wasn't. It was not. It was, it was the like creepy doctors. The creepy doctor, like the lackeys for the doctor, because they like mess up, mm-hmm. and then they eventually yeah, like orderlies. Yeah, they reminded me for some reason of like the weird orderlies in the Buffy episode. Hush. Yeah, they also the, remind me of the orderlies in um, One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but um, so many kids go missing, and then eventually, uh, Maggie gets captured along with her boyfriend, uh, and they uh, get taken to this place, which is like a doctor's office hidden in an old folks' home, where like this doctor is gonna steal parts of them. We don't really know what to the hearts. Oh, hearts mm-hmm. to put in the old men, the three old men, Mr. Spellman included. And then her parents come and like kick down the door and stop it all from happening. Mm-hmm. But oh, but first they're like, we have to get the blood pumping so that the hearts are fresh. So we have to scare yeah, you guys. So weird. Yeah. And we have to put you in these like clear rooms. They yeah, they put them in little cubicles just to scare them for hours on end and they in one girl's room in Rita's room or cubicle they put a snake mm-hmm. but it doesn't have fangs so that it can't bite her and harm her organs right in Maggie's boyfriend Matthew's cubicle they put bees mm-hmm. and in Maggie's haha they put tarantulas well, suckers also, <laughs> they are such suckers so how they figure out what they're afraid of is they like show, show them, them video. videos like clockwork orange style Mm-hmm. And then if their heart rate or they get seem excited or something, they're like, okay, it's that. And she gets excited when she sees spiders, but they don't realize because why she's, she's got excited. got a bond with them. Yeah. So then the spiders like don't bite her and because, oh, that's right. She's not scared. And the spiders, when she, she was talking to her, the tarantula, when she was a baby, the tarantula said, I don't like when I can smell fear and it makes me want to bite people. Mm-hmm. And so she's not scared and the spiders are just kind of crawling around. And then the nurse gets locked in there. She locks the nurse in there and the nurse is scared. So then they bite her. Mm-hmm. Ew, 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 ew. And then at the very end, remember they're like, we found those three old men in their in in their house and they were like filled with spider eggs. Yeah, not just, they were, I thought that they were just going to be bitten. It was and, disgusting. Like, by black widows and that's how they died. No, like the spiders laid eggs in their brains and shit and ears. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> Really cool. The though. spiders really got those guys. I was so glad that they got punishment for me too. What they did though, because they could really only charge the doctors and the nurses who were a part of it. They couldn't prove that the like eventual patients had a part in it. How did they have the money to pay for this? Their savings in retirement. Oh yeah, so they talked about the money quite a bit. Those pensions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I loved at the start. At the start of the book, when the teacher's being mean to Maggie, it starts with, um, the teacher says, um, it's like, okay, let's begin the unit on slavery. And Maggie is like, <laughs> yeah. So it says, um, so let us begin the unit on slavery, repeated Miss Blount with that smugness and sense of superiority. People who see themselves as winners sometimes exuded like acne. Maggie looked mm-hmm. into her classmates' faces, and all the students' eyes mirrored fr- flustered frustration, the white ones reflecting guilt, the black ones shocked indignity. 
Only Dennis Bell, who was once dropped on his head as a baby, smiled contentedly. Maggie said from her seat in the back row, I'm, gr- I'm about ready to vomit. I'm definitely going to barf up breakfast if I read another chapter about slavery and everybody I know my age is too. The teacher looked at the mark in the middle of Maggie's forehead and the room temperature elevated. Stifling felt like fireballs charging through the air. If you moved, if you moved wrong, one would hit you. Miss Blount right, wiped sweat from her brow. Maggie, her bottom lip trembling, her midnight eyes fiery, was not thinking about Blount. Maggie wanted to go back and straighten out history, rake a slave master over with his own chains, on the middle passage dump the ship captain in the bloody Atlantic and drown his evil white ass, let the limbs descend from the trees and whip every lynch mob into the ground till nothing but their stubby heads was left. I want there to be so many prominent, successful black folks, nobody can be proud about being the first black congressman, the only black woman nationwide radio announcer. It's an insult, not a source of pride, to be sitting up bragging about being the first and only. It's all right to be the first, but it's a disgrace to be the only. Whoever's the only ought to be bringing more people into the light. First and only creates too many unnecessary jealousies between folks who ought to be working together anyway. I want there to be so many black stars in American skies, you can't possibly count them all. Yeah. It's a good, good book. It was. And then I liked, too, that like just also the difference in the generations. Right. Like so she comes home and um, her mom is like, "Okay, I mean, you probably shouldn't have like gone on that diatribe in class. And she's like, fucking why? I'm not like going to sit by anymore. This is like so horrible, Um, which I I appreciated that, too. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then when she's just criticizing Maggie's appearance. Um, Sometimes the students couldn't believe the teacher's stupidity, and some of them, tired of being taken for toads, dropped out. Others grew film across their eyes and only saw what they needed to see. They buried these rejections and insults in a graveyard of their minds. By the time they graduated, they had entire cemeteries as underground mummified cities, never to see the light of day. That's it! Angry Alton Gillespie shrieked, a freckle-faced boy with chestnut hair and cedar green eyes. He didn't think he was able to stomach another sarcastic word from four-eyed Blount. How could you talk about Maggie like that? He said, his voice incredulous. You know something? He said, getting up out of his seat, it takes some respect to keep from cursing you out. (laughs) That's why this did seem a little bit earlier than 88. It felt like the way they were speaking. Yeah, and I guess that's just because like, Every writer is really writing from their own experience, yep. which is earlier. Yep. Yep. But this was a really good book and it really was creepy and it was weird, but like in a good way. Like I liked, I liked how weird it was. I liked that it didn't explain things too much. Yeah. I didn't worry about explaining the science because the science is behind, beside the point. The point is like the creepy, like um, entitlement of the older people. Exactly. To have the energy and health of the younger people. Mm-hmm. And I, I yeah, I, I always respect an author who knows when to say, who cares? Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like, get, I'm not gonna... get to the meat of the story. Get yeah. to the real point. Because, like, they know what we're going to care about. And it is exactly that. I cared about mm-hmm. Maggie and her friends and, like, dealing with these mean old people and this, like, scary doctor guy. Like, that I was interested in. I don't care about, like, how exactly they're doing it. Yeah, I guess there are people that care about that kind of shit, but then that book's not for you. Yeah, <laughs> if you care, uh, you go read a fucking science sex book. Yeah, <laughs> what are you doing reading science fiction horror? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I liked that one. It was good, mm-hmm. and I was glad to find it too. Yeah, um, yeah. I was looking up to see if she wrote anything else we could read, and it's all kind of off genre, unfortunately. Yeah, this was her one point uh, book. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I definitely recommend this one. It's really, sure. it's more about like, it's interesting because like the story is good, but the writing is even better. Yeah. The writing is the story. Yeah. yeah. So I liked it a lot. Me too. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. So I yeah, thought that's... I was going to have more to say, but I guess not. No. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was just a good book. Yeah. Um, get out there and read it. Thank mm-hmm. you so much, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate you. We sure do. Um, a very special thank you to our Patreon listeners. You guys help keep us alive. Patreon.com slash Teen Creeps. We've got a lot of really cool stuff for you. Um, a very special thank you um, to our Patreon producers who give at the $15 a month level. Um, thank you, Aaron Fernandez. Adam Howitz. Amanda K. Amy T. Ann Dwyer. Caitlin L. Carrie H. Charlie B. Courtney McPhail, Danielle Lamana, Danny B, Drew Waranis, Ellie Lagos, Emma, Emma M, Aaron B, Gabriela Santiago, Gwendolyn Ludovic, Hannah L, Jason H, Jeremy Kronk, Jeremy Goodfellow and Marco Pavlicic, Jesse T, Jessica Smith Harper, Jessica U, Jonathan Venable, Kat Miller, Katie Olsner, Keith Anderson, Kelly Burns, Carrie N, Coy, Landry Desmond, Larry Nguyen, Laura Hooper, Megan Lozier, Melody, Micah Eunice, Miguel Camacho, Miranda Hester, Molly G, Molly Marks, Noah Spargo, Rachel C, Rashad Black, Randy Clett, Rebecca Goss, Robert F, Rogue Kalahua, Sasha Gibson, Shannon P, Sylvie T, Victoria Beck, Victoria Gray, and Whitney E. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. We really appreciate you. And we will see you next week when we're not saying what we're reading. <laughs> Just in case. Until then, Keep it creepy. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.